Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia, and you will be. So let's get planning. Happy Thursday, or whatever day you might be living in your current life. I'm Alicia. I host this lovely show. You are a bride chiller or a groom chiller or another chiller. And this is Q&A Thursday where I try and solve some of your wedding planning problems, life problems, any other problems that you wish to send to me via thebridechiller.com, the website where you can record a voice message, you can send me an email, you can tweet, you can Instagram, you can Facebook, Whatever the hell way you want to get in touch, uh, I will accept all offers and I'm happy to be sharing this time with you. Really, Q&A Thursdays are all about you sharing your qualms and problems or just opinions and advice as well. I get so many great emails with people saying, hey, do you want to mention this on the show? I'm like, yes, yes, I will. And it's a time for us to say to each other, it's totally cool to hit a couple of stumbling blocks and not to feel stressed about things. And I heard a really good podcast. I'm a bit obsessed with Gary Vaynerchuk. If you are a business person, if you're someone who is just looking for some motivation in your career, in your life in general, Gary V is the place to be. There you go. He's super outspoken. And uh, whenever I listen to his podcast or I watch one of his YouTube videos or read one of his books, it's like literally has someone has set a fire under my ass. I just feel motivated. I know the direction I want to take and he's been an inspiration. And recently I was listening to a presentation that he did at a conference that he put on his podcast. And one of the sayings that he was talking about, one of the things, the themes was regret and dwelling on things that you shouldn't be wasting your time on. And I'm a great believer of just moving on with things and I would say in my life, I've been presented with a couple of challenges. And this is not like get the tiny violins out, Debbie Downerville. I'm just saying, honestly, I've had some things come up in my life that a lot of people perhaps would take and hold and maybe, I don't know, think about too much. And I'm a great believer of processing and moving on. And I think that's why as well, if you are new to the show, you'll learn very quickly. I'm a huge advocate of counseling and uh, talking to professionals, if you're not feeling that you are coping with certain situations, I think it's great to go and chat with an external person, a third party that isn't your best friend or your mum. And uh, Gary was talking about dwelling on things and how a lot of times he sees people's challenges and roadblocks in their lives come up with being stuck in a certain part of your life and dwelling on things. Now, I'm not talking about major events. I'm not an expert. I'm not a psychologist like my lovely friend, Dr. Lindsay Beerer. If you haven't heard her episodes on the show, search for them. They're amazing. She's great. But I am a person that feels very motivated and uh, I think quite forward thinking in my life and my relationships. And one question and uh, topic that comes up constantly on this show is about trying to find a balance between being able to communicate what your wants and needs are and why you want and need things in in a wedding planning and slash friendship environment and how to communicate them to your loved ones without losing your shit. And I go back to the idea of why this show is called Bride Chiller and 
the idea of it being the anti-bridezilla. I feel like we are given such a bad run, uh, as in we as in women especially, when we are under pressure and acting out and trying to communicate what we want. And sometimes people go, I'm just going to yell and I'll yell and be unpleasant and get things done that way. And that's not really constructive. It's not really the best way to do things because you look like an asshole and people hate you. So I think the idea of Bride Chiller has evolved to the point of saying Bride Chiller is about empowering you to find a way to communicate, get your shit done, not upset everyone and yourself in the process, and also really lay the foundations of communication with new family members. I'm quoting, air quoting here, you can't see it. New family members like in-laws who don't maybe get you uh, like your partner does and your parents and your close friends do because they might not have had the time with you one-on-one. But also, it's about not dwelling on the past and clearing the cache, the emotional cache, when it comes to issues with friends and bridesmaids and giving your pers- giving your pers- as a, as a, as a, giving yourself permission to have a conversation and feel a little uncomfortable and get stuff sorted because... I just read so many emails and this is no disrespect because I love receiving them and I I try and write back personally, personally, am I all right? Is something happening to me? I haven't had enough coffee. I haven't had enough coffee. I can't speak properly and I'm a podcaster. I could edit that out, but I'm all about authenticity. I think it's a really good time to lay your cards on the table and to be able to say when you're not feeling comfortable or happy and not be gross about it. And a lot of the emails I've been receiving recently, I don't know what it is. Um, I've got so many bridesmaid issue emails and I want to help each and every one of you. But I think fundamentally, a lot of the problems come down to feeling hesitant about really expressing how you feel. And I know at the moment, and it's been interesting in my day job, if you're new to the show, you'll know my day job, you won't know. I'm going to tell you. I work in television and at the moment I'm in development. So we come up with ideas for TV programs and it's really challenging and really creative and also stifling. Uh, but it's interesting. We look at trends and we read a lot of news. We do a lot of research. And one thing that fascinates me is our obsession and uh well, it's just part of life now, social media and being online and holding our phones 24 hours a day and not being able to walk down a freaking street without running into someone because they've got their face in their phone. But also we're looking at perception and uh, communication and how it's just changed. A lot of people don't call people anymore. I love a phone conversation. I freaking hate emailing and texting. I like emailing you, but I find the typing quite annoying. And I've even got one of those dictating programs, like an old nana. Sometimes if I'm doing a long email, I'll dictate. But I really think what is interesting about going back to bridesmaids and communication and miscommunication is that we spend so much time texting and WhatsApping each other and emailing each other. But so often these messages can be misinterpreted and little things turn into huge things like it kicks off when people read a text the wrong way or they try and find tone in a two sentence text that's probably been written while someone is running to get a train or driving a car don't do that it's very dangerous and 
this this misinformation, this this sort of miscalculation of communication occurs, and then it becomes this huge deal that doesn't necessarily need to be happening. When if we just had a conversation with someone in person, or we'd phone them, or really you know had a coffee and discussed something, then none of this stuff goes down. So I was just thinking, listening to Gary's podcast and hearing about him saying people that dwell on things or live with regret. They're time wasting. You know, we're not time millionaires. We've got very precious little hours slash years slash months in our lives. And we shouldn't be wasting time with silly, I don't know, bitchy shit. And also not communicating and sorting stuff out if you've got a really good friend. And it was great hearing your feedback last week's episode about bridesmaids and this very tenuous issue of of asking people to step down or not be a part of your wedding anymore. And I really thought about that episode. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. There are two really good examples of people who have had really unfortunate um, situations happen in their friendship groups. Or perhaps as Hillary, who was on on the show, you heard her voice message. She sort of said, look, I chose wrong. And she's written a wonderful blog on thebridechiller.com about that scenario. And it's fascinating. And I, I would urge you to go and read it because she's very honest, but also just sort of says, look, I made a mistake. She probably wasn't as good a friend as I thought she was. And it backfired. And I made the decision. What was really refreshing was the feedback that I received from that comment and saying that actually it can be quite an extreme move to say to someone, actually, I want, I ask you to be a part of this big thing in my life, but now for whatever reasons, I don't want you to be a part of it. And I really want to reiterate that I think that is that is the final frontier, really. And it's very hard to bounce back from a situation like that. And it was noted in a couple of messages that people sent me in tweets that, you know, that's an extreme move. And I totally just want to reiterate that I am not saying if you're having a fight that you should just throw that out there and say, well, you're not my bridesmaid anymore. Because I actually think if you can't work through this and go through the stages of simple conversations and trying to say, you know, I'm feeling that there are some issues here, but I really want to work it out. I feel sad because I feel like if the end of a, a bridesmaid situation can also lead to the end of a friendship, not always, but it's hard to bounce back from that sort of shit. So I just want to be really wanted to, to be, just bringing that up again at the beginning of this episode. I know this has been long, but I've been thinking about it ever since I was on that run listening to Gary Vee talking about dwelling. I really wanted to just spend a couple of moments talking about regret and about how you can use the power of communication and honesty and openness without being too gross to try and settle some 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 stuff and not carry it with you all the time, especially when it comes to friendships. So many of us, and I know I am absolutely guilty of this, really regret that friendships have broken down because you haven't found a way to tell each other why it's not working. And I think with, especially with friendships, not necessarily with boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend stuff. Sometimes things cannot be salvaged and you just move on. But especially with platonic friendships, it sucks when things, you know, get to the stage where you don't feel like you can be honest and open and communicate and you end up spending most of your time telling everyone else about how shit the relationship is or, you know, being a bit bitchy and housewives about that person. But you're still friends with them, but you're not really because you didn't go away and do all that stuff. I've done that. I'm the first to admit that, unfortunately. And I feel sad that I couldn't fix it. So 
This has been a big thing on my mind. Thank you for indulging me. I know we're getting to the Q&A, I promise. But I just really wanted you to take a moment this week and think if there's anyone or any relationships that you are struggling with during this time of sort of potential stress and you think things aren't going as well, then maybe just take a step back and figure out how you can be the bigger person often and the more bold person to try and fix it before abandoning it or just letting it go on in a crappy, shitty way. Ally Housewives. God, I love the housewives. I have, um, I don't think we're allowed to talk about it because it's like Fight Club, but I have joined a Facebook group and uh, it's a Real Housewives discussion Facebook group. I really don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about this because it's a secret group. I feel like it's like the, fa- it's like Housewives Fight Club. Oh, fuck, saying this is hilarious. It's, uh, there's a great podcast called Bitch Sesh. If you are a Housewives reality TV fan, specifically Housewives, I would say log on, download it. It's hilarious. And, you know, it's probably for super fans, but I really indulge quite heavily in the Housewives franchise. I'm a Bravo fan. That's, I like a good book. I like to read a bit of literature and I do love to tune out and make my brain go to neutral watching a lot of fake hair and uh, cocktails and bitchiness. I really enjoy it. But I've joined this Facebook group and fuck, it just makes me so happy. They're my people. And I feel like people listening, I, I just want you to send me a secret code if you're in this group because it's delightful and uh, a really great community that, you know, send silly memes and gifs or gifs or whatever the fuck you want to call them and uh, we enjoy each other's company and talking about the shows very funny but i didn't tell you about it today on q a thursday see i'm moving on very quickly i am joined by the wonderful erica greenwood she is a planner a wedding planner an expert. She's a bride chiller graduate. You are going to be hearing from her uh, in the next month or so. We've got a bride chiller graduate episode where she comes on and talks all about her amazing wedding. She's also a regular contributor to the bride chiller blog, and I love her posts. They are really enlightening. If you've read recently, um, one of her latest posts was all about eloping before her actual quote-unquote real wedding and how easy it made the fact that they'd already gotten hitched and got that pressure off them to then go back and and create this amazing wedding. It's a really great read and uh, it, it sort of opened my eyes to the prospect of potentially doing that and how much heat that takes off you. Erica is joining me after this very short break to answer your wonderful Q&A questions. Don't dwell. Tell. There you go. There's my new thing. I just made it up. Don't dwell on shit. I love you, bright chillers. Erica, welcome to the show. We are very, we as in I, as in my whole people. Actually, Rich is excited. Rich, are you excited? Hey, y'all. Hey, Rich. She says, hey, Rich. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. He's going, I don't know where he's he's channeling there. Erica (laughs) is, uh, I'm excited because you were going to be on the show with a whole full episode devoted just to you in the next couple of weeks. Yay. Yay. And it's, it's so great having you on board, but I really wanted to get you on because you are a wedding planner, a coordinator, a bride chiller graduate. You are all of those things. I thought, let's just get Erica on to answer a couple of your bride chiller Q&A questions. Question questions. Sounds good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, look, first of all, Jenna has written to us and she says she has a question 
about invitations to a destination wedding. My fiance and I have sent out save the dates already for our November 2017 wedding in, and how do you say it, Rich? Antigua. Antigua. I can never say it. Oh, fancy. <laughs> fancy. <laughs> But now she says, I am debating when to send out formal invitations. We just sent a planning email to our family and friends that have told us that they're definitely in so we can try and get a group rate locked in by December this year. Do I wait and send out destination invites three months in advance or do I go more towards six months? Thank you. This is a good question. She's very organized. Very organized, yeah. And I mean, I would definitely say with um, with a destination wedding, particularly when it is out of the country. Um, well, did she say where she lives? She did I mean, not say. I'm assuming she probably doesn't, not. I think, yeah, I think she's probably <laughs> uh, uh, not there. But you know, yeah. So I, I mean, I would I would err toward the six month, and the the reason being that it does take some time for people to organize their finances and book tickets make sure they've got passports. And then the other consideration too is that um, you you don't want to have any last minute surprises with a destination wedding. So mm. I would say, you know, especially since you've already told them about it and everything, um, they kind of know what to expect. I'd say as soon as you hammer out the details of, um, you know, the hotel, um, you know, maybe look up some suggested flights or something, um, if there's a way that you can do that for, for your family and friends. Um, as soon as you have all the information lined up, go ahead and send those invitations and, and let people know that they need to start organizing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, with a destination wedding like that, you need to give people as much time as possible. Yeah, I think you're so right, and I, and it can't, it can't, extra information cannot hurt, and uh, mm-hmm. lots of good breathing room for people to get this shit together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Good on um, you, Jenna. That's good. Yeah. That she's, it sounds like she's going in the right direction already, so that's good. And I love that she's sending planning emails because I think, yes. you know, you just got to send all this stuff out, let people do their own thing, but also just – I always think just a little follow-up email to say, if anyone needs any help, I'm here. So people don't mm-hmm. freak out two weeks before going, I haven't booked a hotel. What's going on? Well, and a good thing that you can do that you can do for free would even just be to, like, set up a Facebook event to help people coordinate, you right. know, you have it be a private thing. You just invite the people who are invited to your wedding and, and you set it up. It's like a little forum for discussing your, um, your plans. Uh, that's what we did for our wedding and it worked so well. I highly recommend it. That is a great suggestion. It's free and you can make it all private. So people aren't yep. invited, don't have to see it and feel bad yep. or jump in and <laughs> Rat on people. That's good, Jenna. Yep. Well, good luck with your planning. I'm really glad that you are so yeah. far in advance. Yay! Yay! We've got it. This is a Jen show. This is from Jen. The last one was Jenna. This is Jen. The end. <laughs> uh, she's. <laughs> She says that she likes to listen to the Bridechiller podcast on her way uh, from work in Los Angeles when she's driving. So I salute you for driving in Los Angeles traffic because it always looks shit. She likes my accent, which is nice. She says she's <laughs> already married, but they are planning our vow. We're planning our vow renewal for our tenth anniversary. Ooh, we, woohoo! We want this to be a wedding we never had, 
as we eloped at a very young age in a courthouse with only our parents in the room. No white gown, no bridal party, no reception. However, everything online is telling me I can't have certain things because I'm already married and it is rude to treat this as a first-time wedding. Uh, Can we just boo uh, that? I boo that. Jeez, I really boo that. She says, I don't want a big ballroom hoopla of a wedding. We want something small and intimate with certain wedding elements, such as having a wedding dress, having my dad walk me down the aisle, and having a bridal party. There are so many etiquette rules, and she's put that in air quotes, for vow renewals, (laughs) that I don't really know much about it. What are your thoughts on the subject? Also, many of these vow renew articles and websites cater for older couples with no children, who have children, sorry. We are Mm -hmm. in our late 20s, have no kids, Please help. Thank you. Good question. Oh, man. I love this. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm of the opinion that, you know, even though they've broken up now, I think everyone should be like Heidi Klum and Seal <gasps> and have a wedding every year. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I, I, I think that a lot of the etiquette rules, um, while they may serve a purpose in a time and a place, um, a lot of them are just bummers and yeah. they – they're really just they're about like other people's opinions and screw them like honestly um we we were already married if you've read my blog post um my husband and I were already married when we had our wedding and yes it was only a few <laughs> months afterwards but i've had friends who got legally married several years before and then had their wedding when they could afford to do it when it made sense and there's nothing wrong with it being like a wedding now the cool thing about i think about jen's situation is i you know if it's sort of that wedding that that they never got and this is the opportunity for all their friends and family to celebrate with them i don't think anyone is going to care that they've already been married for 10 years i think they'll see this as like a super cool thing for them to do. And, you know, if they didn't get to have a bridal party and the ceremony and everything that they wanted before, why not do it now? Totally. Um, I think that's very cool. Um, and the cool thing too there is you don't have to worry about like having any kind of official ceremony. You can have someone do like whatever type of ceremony you want because you're already legally married. So I say find yourself a cool efficient or have a friend do it and, you know, I, you may you may run into if it's a religious thing, they may not want to do like a religious ceremony for you. Uh, that really would depend on the the officiant. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's just some sort of a matter of who you're talking to and how liberal they are. I think. <laughs> oh, Jen, and the world is Jen's oyster. I just think, you yeah, know, really, uh, all this etiquette bullshit. And you, people will hear in a couple of weeks. I oh, I go to town a little bit because I've been lingering on wedding forums, and they really oh, make me so angry. They make me so angry too. They are just the worst, and yeah. people are so rude about these etiquette issues that are not relevant to today. And not relevant to everyone's situation. Yeah. And a lot of times are they're really just catering to a privileged demographic who has all the money in the world and all the time in the world to invite 400 people to a wedding and spend $200,000. Yeah. And that's really it's, – it's like they are putting this etiquette label on, on – like on these traditions as a way to, to try to like get people to think they have to do it that way. And it – really irks me like you do not need to have letterpress stationery as a way like 
as an, an etiquette requirement. Like that's ridiculous. I can make something on Vistaprint and send it to you. I can send you a Facebook e- event invite. You know what? Etiquette be damned. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, you know, like that whole experience. I just, when I recorded this episode last weekend and I had joined a lot of these forums and been watching for months and then I started recording and gathering people's examples when I've put out a call to bride chillers saying have you had problems or have you been you know like made to feel bad or been bullied and some of the shit that people sent through just made me like enraged me oh also, I just felt sad because I was like you know these forums are places that have been I think well primarily by big companies you know set up so people will linger on their websites and then buy stuff so you know the cynic in me says that the knot and all these places just want to hook you up with more of their stuff. But also (laughs) if you strip it all down, you go, well, it's supposed to be somewhere like what I'm trying to do with Bride Chiller is Mm. that people can gather and discuss and feel, you know, that they can share stuff without just being torn down. And I just don't think a lot of the places are. I do enjoy the Reddit forums, I will say. Reddit is is a good place um, as far as the wedding forums go. Uh, you'll run into bullying and stuff in some if you venture into some of the other oh, yeah. sub forums, but the <laughs> wedding forums are generally pretty nice. I like them a lot. They are uh, uplifting. Everyone's really supportive. There's a good like trading environment going on there too. If you don't want to spend a lot of money or like you need to get uh, like tablecloths or something and somebody else bought them and they're going to do like a bartering or like a low cost sale. So you can find some great stuff in the Reddit wedding forums. I like them a lot. Yeah, I do too. I've been lingering a lot and starting to get some balls and actually going in and having discussions with people and they've all been really supportive and, um, you know, it's been great. But some of the others, I just feel like not to be cliche and say me girls, but there just seems to be where all the girls that I fucking hated at high school seem to all oh, have yeah. moved to wedding forums just to be total assholes to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and and just all the opinions on other people's weddings that you have nothing to do with. Just it's it's totally unnecessary. It's nice. I I I went into a knot forum at one point. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna get active on the knot, and then I <laughs> left about 20 minutes later. It's like never again. <laughs> this is I, awful. <laughs> I posted on I think it was wedding B going hey has anyone got any thoughts on doing this podcast and like I was hit with this barrage of who are you and what do you want like I could hear them saying it with men girls and that's maybe oh, my yeah. you know like high school <laughs> being being the little fat girl at high school and being burned by these bitches but it's like oh, all right I don't want to be playing in your playground anyway get fucked yeah. bye yeah bye <laughs> yeah yeah well, Erica, I'm so happy to have you uh, on the show and I'm really looking forward to sharing our episode coming up in the next yeah. couple of weeks. We You share a lot as a Bride Chiller graduate and also as your day job with uh, planning and being a coordinator as well. It's a really great episode. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, if people want to get in touch with you, can you uh, tell them where to go? Yeah, uh, so my website is Folly à deux Events. Uh, we will put that in the show notes because it's in French and it's hard to spell. Fancy. Um, and I offer day of coordinating, full wedding planning, custom decorations. And then I also have a, um, a service where I will do just sort of one-on-one, either online or in-person planning sessions um, where you pick and choose how many you want to do. Um, 
And it's a good option if you want to get some answers, but you don't have the budget to hire a full planner or even a full day of coordinator. And you just want some guidance um, with specific questions related to your wedding that you maybe, you know, aren't finding answers to online. You just need a second opinion on. Um, and I can kind of help you walk through the process of getting started with your planning and timelines, that sort of thing. So um, that service is on my website as well. It's called Sessions. And uh, I encourage you guys to check it out. Yes, you should check it out. And we talk a lot more about that in the next episode too. So keep an ear out and uh, keep a read out, not a real thing, read <laughs> the Bridechiller blog that uh, Erica regularly contributes to. They're great and uh, I love reading your stuff. So thank you for being Thanks. on the show again and uh, we'll hear thank from you for you having soon. me. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look forward to the next one. Woohoo! Yay! Happy days! The Bride Chiller Podcast, busting wedding planning balls, one podcast at a time.